What's up, everybody? Welcome to Brandon's Face, the podcast about a playlist. My name is Jonathan Beardsley, and as always, I'm joined by the one and only Brandon May. Brandon, how are you doing, buddy? I am basically amazing today, John. How are you? I am fantastic as well. Thanks for asking, buddy. Uh, tonight, we are here to talk about new releases from Big Gigantic, Chase and Status, Joyce Manor, Motionless and White, and a lot more. So with all of that ahead of us, let's dive right in. Let's do it. First up, we have Odessa with their new track, Wide Awake, featuring Charlie Houston. I think this song is good, but this album rollout has been messy. What do you think? All right. Number one, this sounds like Lane 8. Number two. Is that uh, a bad thing? This might be my favorite of the singles so far. And number three, this entire rollout has just been messy, it feels like. Yes. Uh Our notes are the same, I guess, other than the (laughs) Lane 8 part. I didn't pick that up. Yeah, I think it's my favorite of the singles as well. Uh, We're still over a month away from this release. (laughs) That's so fucking weird. I feel like we've had six singles or something. Watch it be like eight songs on the album. I'm actually pretty excited to hear like what it all sounds like in context of a full album, because at this point, I have no fucking clue what to expect, really. Even though we've heard six of these songs, I still have like no idea what to expect. So... Yeah, me either. Looking forward to it, though. Speaking of Lane 8, next up we have a new (laughs) one from Lane 8 and Ray Morris. No fun. What are your thoughts on this one? Uh, Apparently, Lane 8 has actually been playing this in his live shows for a long time. Oh, okay. Yeah, he just finally released it. Um, I love this. It's definitely like his signature sound. It's definitely beautiful, proggy, synthy. It reminds me of his his EP, uh, Little by Little. Um, which is, uh, uh, I'm going to go ahead and plug, plug here. If anybody has a vinyl of little by little for under 120 fucking dollars, hit me up. Um, they don't. <laughs> what did you think about this? I thought it was good. It's a nice little one-off track. I like it. I like it. Nice. All right, man. Moving on. We got one we, we talked about last week briefly. So Cascade and Dead Mouse released a song. I don't know, five, six years ago called Beneath With Me featuring Skylar Gray. And I still have no idea how neither of us knew this song existed until now. Like, what the like, fuck? It feels like a missing piece of history. And it's not just that we slept on it. The song only has 8 million plays, which sounds like a lot, but it's been out for six years. Escape has 20 million plays. It's been out for six months. Right. <laughs> uh, the song is the song's good. I'm not sure what happened with this release, but I'm glad we found it now. What What did you think of it? So I, just, I got so curious. This is this isn't even a release on Mousetrap. Interesting. It's on it's Warner, on Warner. Music. Yeah. So Cascade, right? Yeah. It makes so much less sense that it wasn't marketed like at all. Like I feel like. It's so crazy, man, because I've been a huge fan of both Dead Mouse and Cascade for a long time, man. Like I like I saw Cascade for the first time a decade ago. <laughs> like Yeah. Like yep. it's just crazy, man. Well, yeah. uh it's not my favorite of their collabs, uh, but you know I love a, a Skylar Gray feature, uh, and you can hear those mouse synths with the Cascade low end. Really, they really, yep. they really do it. Yeah, the song has a, I would say, a definitive drop, which is kind of weird for a song of theirs. Um, I didn't really like that. I would say it's my least favorite of the songs they made, but 
it's still a collaboration between them so by nature it's still really good <laughs> right i mean you can't really go wrong with these two but I, I get what you're saying yeah yeah all right man let's move on to this new one you threw on here from oliver heldens chami and annabelle england low what are your thoughts on it uh this whole track is just a fucking vibe man annabelle does it again with the vocals that just fit perfectly into house music and chami and oliver heldens have both progressed past like the traditional kind of future house stuff they were doing six or seven years ago and um i feel like this track is kind of a neat return to form in a little bit of way because you kind of hear some of those old those old uh influences that they that they used to that they used to do mm-hmm. um yeah man i i, I, I like this I couldn't agree more. I honestly, a lot of you said a lot of what I was going to. Annabelle England just fucking kills it, man. I don't think I've ever heard a bad song of hers or that <laughs> right? she's been on. Uh, definitely an artist to watch. And I agree. Oliver and Chami just killed it with this beat. Yeah, man. Okay, let's move on to these two that I threw on here from Jax Jones and Martin Solvig, aka Europa, that we also missed when they dropped. So this is All Day and All Night in Tequila. Uh, we covered their new song Lonely Heart last week. If anybody missed that, they can go back and check that out. What did you think of these? Because I think these are fucking classic. All right. So their Spotify description is apt. Quote, club music that's pop and pop music for the club. And I feel like that just <laughs> perfectly encapsulates what we're hearing. Uh, you're right, man. The, the play counts on these are just absolutely insane. Um just absolutely insane. I'm they pretty sure this. Tr- I'm pretty sure this how this track has hundreds of millions of plays, the all day and all night. That is it does. That is a wild number. And honestly, it's not enough. That's just on one platform. <laughs> yeah, like, like that just blows my mind. Like when we talk about like monthly listeners on Spotify and like play counts on Spotify, like this is one streaming service. Mm-hmm. That's fucking wild to me, man. Um, yeah, tequila is really good. Uh, is that like a, a sample? Is there a sample that I'm like having trouble? I don't know. Put, putting my, putting my finger on. Um, I didn't pick it up either. So I feel like we both missed it. I feel like I might have heard this when I saw Solveig play at, in 2016. Uh, I mean, dude, 2015 Brandon would be dying to see any DJ play this shit or basically anything <laughs> Europa has released. So yeah really like uh, this one. one this one didn't drop till 2020 but i might have had an instrumental version of it working back then hmm. i wouldn't doubt it that it something sounded like it didn't i send you a Jax jones album the other day and i was like how the fuck does this album have so many plays yeah like i feel like yeah we sleep on this album this album snacks from 2019 there's only one song with less than 100 million plays and most of them are over 200 like it's fucking crazy man that is wild. Yeah. Um, streaming numbers are out of control for some artists. Good for them. <laughs> okay. Man, we have so much good electronic music. Let's keep going. I know, dude. Let's move on to this remix. The Gaspar de and Victor Lamont's remix of Cameo by Kavinsky. Always happy to see them on the playlist. Big, big fan of those names. Perfect. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I just know at this point the strings are going to be perfect. <laughs> That's all I know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is great. What did you think? Uh, this is fucking sick, man. I mean, there's nothing else to say about it. It's Gaspard and Victor, you know? 
There isn't. Um, it's funny that you threw this on because following Kavinsky on Spotify, I got like the notification that the remixes were out, but for some reason it only recommended the David Guetta remix. And when, <laughs> when I saw you drug a cameo remix on, I was like, did Brandon David Guetta onto the playlist this week? Um, lo and behold. No, no. I actually, I actually thought we have so much music. Cause like by the time I was throwing this on here, I mean, we had, we had just stuck this playlist full this week and uh, decided to just throw the one on here. I actually have not listened to the David Guetta remix. I have not either. Okay. Um, (laughs) It's Guetta House. No, we're not going back to that era. (laughs) Okay, man, let's move on to this new one from Marshmallow and Khalid called Numb. I didn't like this at all. I I figured I figured I wouldn't. <laughs> I like I love Khalid, but I I can't think of a single Marshmallow song I've ever enjoyed listening to. And I know the last song they did back in 2017 has over a billion plays on Spotify now. <laughs> Not being hyperbolic with that number either. Uh, I'm sure this is going to do really well on a lot of summer playlists and at Vegas pool parties. But this is just the the type of cheesy pop EDM shit that I can't stand. Like, put feel- this back to back with that new Calvin Harris track for all I care. <laughs> Honestly, man, I feel like they could have done so much better and like done a more interesting collab, and it just doesn't work for me. I don't know. Yeah, this is the least interesting I've ever heard Khalid, and that that sucks because he's a very talented artist. Right. Okay, let's move on to this. New LP GOB Fem House <laughs> remix of What Me Worry by Portugal the Man. Was one not enough? <laughs> <laughs> it's so different. That's why I threw it on, man. It is very different, but I still prefer the other one. Did you me prefer too. this one or did no, you just it's, like it? It's so different. I do really like the piano and the plateau and the strings in this mm-hmm. in this version, but the the first LP GOB remix was far, far superior. I agree. This feels more for live sets. Yep. Um, glad he released it though. More DJs should do that with their obscure mixes like this. Right. Speaking of obscure remixes, all right, we got a random DANCE EP of like, I think, what the demo, a few remixes, an extended mix by justice and you threw the mastercraft remix on here naturally of course you would um it is incredible (laughs) like holy is that a fucking cowbell that i hear (laughs) it's never enough john it Um, isn't uh obviously this is fantastic have you have you ever heard this before yes that's what i was kind of tripped out about i was going to ask you this just gets added to Spotify because I'm pretty sure I've heard that. So it ha- apparently I'm nine fucking years late to hearing this on Thursday night at 9 p.m. This that was the first time I, I had ever heard this remixed. Um, Interesting. Yeah. And uh, apparently I'm nine years late to the party because I looked it up on YouTube and it was uploaded in 2013. Go figure. But I had a great time fucking rocking out to this track. So I'm not mad at that. Me either, man. I thank you for throwing it on because it's fucking awesome. <laughs> Okay. You ready? Let's move on. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> Let's talk about this snails and escape the fate song alive. I'm going to go first on this one because you made me listen to it. You already know I do not like this song. Yeah, right? no, I knew the, second, the second I saw it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm glad you said the second you saw it, not oh, yeah, the second I did. you heard it. <laughs> it was it was before I listened. I was like, oh, John's gonna hate this one. Yeah, so I'm not really into the style of music Snails makes, and as far as Escape the Fate goes, I was never really a fan. Situations is a classic. I'll give him that. But that was way back when Ronnie was on vocals, and I'm not even a Ronnie fan. I don't like Falling in Reverse either. I don't think Craig is a bad vocalist. I really enjoyed him on that first Bless the Fall album, but this just is not for me. <laughs> what did you think? How are you feeling about this mess of sounds? Uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> this is so terrible. I had to listen to it, though. Had you ever heard of Snails before this? Yeah. Okay. Um, who thought this was a good idea? Like, like who was like... You know who needs to collaborate? Snails and Escape the Fate. I feel like Snails heard the, like, Res and Under Oath song and was <laughs> like, I got an idea. <laughs> oh, man. Get Craig Mabin on the phone. Uh, no, this did not work for me, man. All right. Okay, let's move on. You threw... Is this a new track or just... a? I'm, I'm assuming it's a new one from it's Carl new. Cox and Nicole. How do you pronounce her last name? Do you know? I'm going to go with Modaber. Modaber, Modaber, one of those. This track is called How Does It Make You Feel? I haven't heard this at Sunrise in Ibiza yet, so it hasn't clicked <laughs> for me, but it's okay. What did you think? Uh, you and I have talked a lot about how we don't really like Carl Cox's production, um, mm -hmm. But we love his DJ sets. I think this may be the exception to that rule, but it's probably because of Nicole more than Carl. Um, this is techno. I dig it. I actually, I actually really like this track. I agree, man. Uh, I, I tend to like most songs that I see her name attached to, even though I couldn't name one off the top of my head if you <laughs> ask me. <laughs> but I do know she's a good DJ and clearly a good producer as well. Yep. Okay, let's move on to this one from Ben Clock and Fadi Mohem called Prefix. This is just good old school warehouse techno. It's a little too minimal for me, but I, I get why you threw it on. So I follow Ben Ben Clock. Um, okay. Ben Clock is the guy that actually opened my eyes to actual techno. Um, I was going through kind of this phase in 2015 where every week every um i think it's thursday it could be friday um i threw on the latest bbc essential or bbc radio one essential mix and this guy popped up ben clock and i was like who's this guy right and so i heard or i saw a bunch of people talking about how this was going to be fucking awesome and i was like what the fuck is this so i listened to it and my entire world changed Seven years ago, Ben Clock actually introduced me to real techno. And since then, it's just been nonstop. Um, I'm going to throw a link to uh, the 2015 Essential Mix in the show notes. And since then, I have just, I've gone back. I've, you know, I've discovered all the greats. I've discovered a bunch of new guys. And uh, Ben Clock is always going to hold a very special place in my heart. Man, I was not expecting like a deep story behind this song, honestly, but that's fucking awesome. It's a new track, so I threw it on, and I finally had an excuse to talk about Ben Clock on the podcast. I would have done the exact same thing, and I'm glad you did, man. Yeah, I, I highly recommend you listen to that Essential Mix. I will, man, yeah. Throw that link in the show notes. I'll check it out. I will do so. Okay, let's move on to the hip-hop side of things, shall we? Let's do it. 
Okay, first up, we got a new track from Danger Mouse and Black Thought from their upcoming project. The song is called Because, featuring Joey Badass Russ and Dylan Cartledge. What were your thoughts on this? I'm curious. So this is good. Um, I mm-hmm. like the production, and I'm assuming this style is what we should be expecting on the new album. I think that Black Thought is quickly becoming somebody I'm, I'm about to get like super into. Um, that being said, this is actually one of the weakest tracks I've heard from him. Yeah, um, I I agree, man. I I think the song is good. It's, I think that because of the features, it kind of dilutes the product a little bit. Like he's only able to get cooking so much within that that verse of his. Yeah, and it kind of like like I I like Russ, but honestly, hearing him like after Black Thought is kind of weird. Like there's a there's a stark difference in styles to me that doesn't mesh well necessarily, even though they're both good rappers. But right. I think Joey Badass fits pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, the, I would agree to that. Yeah, the album's shaping up to be really good. We know that. Right. Okay, man. Let's move on to this one you threw on here from Prodigy. You will see. Where did this come from? Are you not a Prodigy fan? I am. I just, like, I didn't know you kept up with Prodigy. Yeah, man. I'm a huge Mob Deep fan, dude. Murder Music and uh, um, yeah, that's always just going to be an insane album. The production on that album. Oh, it's is incredible. Insane. Yeah. And I followed them through American Gang- or America's Gangsters. And uh, I just, I've always liked Mob Deep. And, um, you know, I just, I, li- I, like, I like Prodigy, man. So I clicked follow a while ago. And they actually just threw on streaming for the first time um his uh album he did with the alchemist i think there might have been like two yeah there's two of them albert einstein and um no maybe that's the only one um anyways i uh i like prodigy i thought this track was fucking awesome and uh prodigy can fucking get it what did you think can um it's funny because the last song that i was listening to on spotify is survival of the fittest um nice (laughs) Yeah, that's completely coincidental. I was not thinking about Prodigy like necessarily when I hit play on that song. I just I throw on Mob Deep from time to time as well. You and I both share our a love of them. Uh, I just love how many legends are randomly dropping tracks this week. Like right. it feels like the shit I grew up listening to this type of song and Prodigy is great, obviously. And I don't know if I already told you this story, but for most of my childhood, I thought Prodigy and The Prodigy were the same artist (laughs) and was always really impressed with their range. Uh, Little did I know. Anyways, this is a great song, man. I like it. Yeah, man. R.I.P. Havoc. Yeah, that sucks. But R.I.P. You ready to move on? Let's do it. Okay, let's move on to this new one from Consequence, Bloodstain. I don't think I've heard a Consequence feature or song since his features on the college dropout and late registration of you. I had no idea that he was on those, so no. Okay, uh, yeah, so this is a beat Kanye made for him recently. I think it's a good song. Weird how he like still chops up soul samples for other artists, but doesn't go back to rapping over them himself but that's another story i like this what did you think <laughs> i actually really liked this yeah i thought it was good back-to-back legend drops that's rare yep okay oh boy all right so we got a new one from logic called breath control featuring wiz khalifa because you're making me listen to this album whether i want to or not uh did you enjoy this 
I'm so confused, John. I you had me second guessing myself, and so I went back and listened to what I like from Logic, and it holds up. His verse on this is fucking awesome. What's your beef, bro? Just because you can rap fast doesn't mean you're a good rapper. No, dude. Some of the con, obviously, some of it's fucking corny, but like a lot of it isn't, bro. I don't know, man. It just doesn't work for me. <laughs> hey, if it doesn't work for you, that's fine. I liked this song. I think Wiz's, Wiz's verse was eh. But um, I really liked Logic's parts on this. So I'm going to make yeah, you listen to the album. Oh, I know you are. I okay, know you good. are. I'll, as as... I'll save the rest of my thoughts for it for then. <laughs> uh, let's move on to this new one, this remix of Home, the Jid remix. And the song is by Mike Dimes. I have never heard of Mike Dimes before, but this dude killed it on this song I, I went and checked out the original it's great right uh instantly made me think of maxo um jid went off on this one too man this is this is how all jid verses should be like give him a minute minute and a half minimum and just get the fuck out of the way like beware though because jid says on this song i'm undefeated you want a feature i'm eating your soul so you have to be okay getting out wrapped on your own song. But right. Like it's, it's a great one. So have we can, we've confirmed at this point that Jid's a Deftones fan then, right? Uh, I guess so. <laughs> I never thought about it, but yeah, shit. <laughs> you like this one? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I love this one. I had no idea who Mike Dimes was, but turns out I do now. Yeah. Spotify released their like, best songs of the year so far which is a list i don't think you would agree mostly with but uh <laughs> the original version of this is on there so i think he's been making some waves before it got on our radar but that's the reason people do remixes like this show love to other artists and get other people to recognize him but i fucking love it this is a great one hell yeah all right man let's move on to this new one from ransom and freddie gibbs called demise and i just want to ask you how can you go back to listening to Logic after listening to Freddie Gibbs, man? I don't get it. <laughs> you listen to Logic it. and you listen to Freddie Gibbs for two different reasons, bro. Um. Okay. Uh, did you like this song? This this track is mid, bro. It's okay. Yeah. No, I agree. This it's isn't okay. the best. It's not not a great beat to work with. I, I think we're all just kind of like drop the fucking album now already, Freddie. It's it's getting getting a little past due. All right, man, let's move on to this new one from Pharrell 21 Savage and Tyler, the creator called Cash and Cash Out. Did you watch the music video for this that I sent you? Like five times. Okay. I watched it like 500. So we're, we're, <laughs> close. we're on the same wavelength here. Uh, I know Tyler produces his own albums, but a Pharrell produced Tyler album would be one of the greatest things to ever happen in music. Can what you, do you imagine? Think? No. <laughs> I mean, this like after what? Come on, let's go and this. Like, I kind of can, and I think it would be insane. Like, can anybody say otherwise? This is fucking great. No, it's very minimalistic, can't. but insane. And Twenty One Savage doesn't even annoy me, so it's a fucking win-win, man. <laughs> it's a win-win-win right here, man. Man, that music video is crazy. It's incredible, man. I fucking love that. I. I think they have one of those machines for like Toy Story and uh, California Adventure. And I always liked looking at it. So it's <laughs> really fucking cool. Somebody had the idea to use one for a music video. Tyler with the bra and shit is so ridiculous. <laughs> Him bouncing on the ball, man. It's it's 
his whole flex era that he's in right now is just incredible. Lyrically. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I love it. Yeah. All right, man. Let's move on. We're going to go into more of the pop realm now. We got Lizzo with her new song, Girls. This one kind of came out of nowhere, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Unannounced single from Lizzo is not very common, but I'll take it. I thought this song was good, but it's very, very short. What did you think? I think that I married the right woman. We listened to this out to this song and she was like, wait a second, that's Beastie Boys. Like immediately. She samples Beastie Boys throughout <laughs> this entire track and I, I didn't catch it right away and she did. So props to my wife. Um Great. I, I, I already know I'm about to love this entire album. Yeah, I was looking over our release calendar and I think her album is probably my most anticipated. Have you heard about the issues surrounding the song and what happened? No. So it's very interesting. Um, I because I had to read the lyrics like five times to even figure out what people were talking about. She ended up having to change a lyric that was already done. Like it's already changed in the version that we have somehow. We didn't have to re-add it. Um, I think in the beginning of the song, I do not remember the lyrics specifically like the the phrasing but she used the word spaz which apparently is offensive to people with spastic disabilities and she was like told this by the community and felt like she doesn't want to do any harm and it was an easy lyric to replace and so she did like i think right away and they they uploaded the new version and i don't think anybody really noticed but it's interesting that that happened like i didn't Interesting. I didn't even one know that that was a slur at all. Um, and it's it's just yeah, it's crazy. Props for her for just not even like complaining and just doing it, man. Yeah, I mean, I think if something's easy enough to 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 change and it is potentially causing issues for people that you know can't control something, I mean, why why wouldn't you? Um, yeah, I had no issue with her doing that. I was more confused about how they changed the version of the song that we had on our playlist <laughs> like how did how did they change the root file to like what it's it baffles me i've never seen spotify do that usually it uploads a new version of a song when something like this happens but there's a, there's a conspiracy here they didn't want to lose play counts but <laughs> <laughs> i i know what the conspiracy is it's her label said uh yeah you can do that you're keeping those plays yeah though. exactly <laughs> uh all right man let's move on we got a new one from marion hill and steve davitt looks like they're rolling out the other tracks that didn't make it or b-sides yeah like the deluxe like version or something yeah i'm guessing so like the the cover art's very similar just a new song um i like this man this is a really good song <laughs> what did you think uh this is how deluxe editions of albums should be rolled out um album then weeks or a month later or so later you know a track gets released and then another track and then then you release the deluxe it should be like another album rollout not let me release this post malone album and then two days later release the deluxe album um exactly the delayed echoes on this track are just fucking awesome I couldn't agree more, man. They they killed it. I'm honestly surprised they were able to cut this one. I feel like maybe that like horn part felt similar to spinning and that's why they might have cut it, but I don't know. Great song. Yeah, man, totally agree. Fuck yeah. So let's move on. Okay, so I threw this one on here. This is Halsey's song So Good. Were you confused why I threw this on or did you know why? I did not know why. 
Okay, so um, we had a brief discussion about her recently. Uh, I'm not really a Halsey fan. I'm not going to revisit this song, but I wanted to add it because this is the song her label was preventing her from releasing until she faked a viral TikTok moment. Oh. <laughs> and I, after that story blew up, her label tried to stay quiet, but she kept talking about it. And after multiple inquiries, they finally released a statement saying that they were going to release it on June 9th and a whole bunch of other jargon that literally didn't say anything about whether or not they were really doing that. They just were like, we believe in this artist. <laughs> um, look, man, this song, yeah, fucking, it's so obvious, dude. It's like, it's, oh. it's like idiocracy levels of parody at this point. But uh, this song is produced by Max Martin. Like they clearly put a lot of money into it. And I understand wanting to get your return on investment by doing proper promotion, but Halsey has sold over 165 million records. I don't really think she needs to prove herself at this point in her career. Right. Um, yeah, I think that was a miss. Did you have any thoughts on the song itself? All right. So I've been kind of a sideline fan of Halsey's for like a while. I'm not like I have never dived into all of her discographies and shit like that. Mm -hmm. But like I've most everything I've heard from Halsey, I've been like, all right, this is dope. I actually That's really enjoyed her. Um, her last SNL performance, I think, where she painted as she sang. It was really beautiful. I'm going to throw that in the show notes, too. I think that was that Trent Reznor-produced album that she was performing then. You know, I'm a big fan of Trent Reznor. Um, I know you are. Anyway, continue. <laughs> uh, look, man, I like this song. I thought it was great. This is good pop music. Her, her label forced, you know, her label being... Uh, corporate record label dis diplomacy is... Um, not not something I'm surprised about, but I I really don't like it. You know, like it's it's no, like man, come it on sucks. guys, just be transparent. I would respect you so much more if you were just like, look, we did tell Halsey to do that. We thought that people like TikToks, but like if it's a big deal, we'll just release a song. You know, like I'd respect them so much more yeah. if they were just transparent about it. You know. I, I agree. I couldn't agree more. It would have been much better if they would have just owned up, like you said, and just been like, we tried this, didn't work. We fucked up. Here's the song. Right. But is what it is. We got the song now. I'm glad you enjoyed it, man. I'm not going to hate on you. I do like a few songs of hers as well. I know you do. Everybody does. All right. It's it's like Taylor Swift. Everybody likes to hate until, until you hear trouble, you know? <laughs> Until you hear Max Martin make dubstep music. All right. Snails featuring Halsey. Out. God damn it. 617. Oh, Jesus. The year 2027. Um, all right. Can we please move on to Let's like go. the Let's one R&B song we have this week? Oh, it's a lonely island out here. Uh, we got a new one from Craig David called G-Love featuring Nippa. You yeah, already know you already know that I love this. Man. It's I Craig David singing. This. Uh, <laughs> this is this is much more R and B than his other singles have been. So I was excited about that. I'm just excited to hear the new album when it drops. But that's not until October, and still no fucking U.S. tour dates. So, hey John, do you like Craig David? I do, and okay. that's probably why he's avoiding the country <laughs> that I'm in, because he's heard me, and he's like, that kid's unstable. Somebody get Craig David's attention. John needs to get his fix stat. Uh, <laughs> this track is funky, it's edgy, and it's catchy as hell. I loved this. Go with me to Ibiza to see Craig David. He's got a residency there right now. 
uh, only if Carl Cox is playing at the same time. But I think he pulled out of Ibiza. I think he's only playing in Miami. So, like, uh, we'll talk. Yeah, I'm pretty sure everyone <laughs> knows we're not coming back from that trip. <laughs> that, that's like a Netflix movie in itself. If you and I went to a Carl Cox, Craig David, back-to-back in a pizza. Sorry, babe. So, so Solomon kept inviting me onto his yacht. His DJ sets never end. <laughs> I was doing lines with Oakenfold. It was great. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, let's move on. We got a lot to cover. We're still barely getting into I it. know. We're we got, scratching the surface here. We got a new one from Soccer Mommy called New Demo. Uh, I don't really have any notes on this one. That's a good song. Not my favorite single she's released so far. What are your thoughts? This album will be neat. Fair. Th- those are my thoughts. Yeah, it gives me like the same types of vibes that the uh, what was it that band we covered last year? Snail Mail is that the yes. group we covered? Yes, it gives me those types of vibes, which I like. I'm excited sure. to hear the album. All right, we got another one you threw on here from a modest proposal. My shell, never heard of this band before, but they're fucking rad. Good song. Tell me about them. How'd you find this group? Uh, I have no idea, man. They've got less than 1,500 monthly listeners, and we got to bump that number up. Those are rookie numbers because uh, <laughs> they've got this. Is this prog emo, dude? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. I've, uh, I've, had, I've had this song in my listen to next for a long time. I don't know how I found them. I'm sure we're going to see a number of those because I've been kind of powering through that playlist. And uh, yeah, man, I uh, really like this. I have hit the follow button. So we're going to be hearing more of A Modest Proposal as long as they stay active. Shouts out A Modest Proposal. All right, let's move on. We got a new one from Car Wash called Globe. I am going to write my review or I'm going to read my review of this song with one of my favorite tweets. A pitchfork writer is looking into a microscope and says, <laughs> my God, this isn't chillcore. It's shoegaze. <laughs> <laughs> I know that this is indie more than anything, but I love that joke. And I love telling oh, it. no. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had never heard of Car Wash. Again, Car Wash, uh, this is another band that was on my listen to next. And I was like, oh, this is neat. So I clicked I clicked follow on them. I like it. I don't know if you like it. I know you're not a huge fan of shoegaze, but I uh, really enjoyed I this. I thought it was fine. No, okay. I thought it was fine. <laughs> it, it allowed me to get that joke off. So it, it served that purpose, if nothing else. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Roasted. Okay. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Let's move on to this new one from Steve Aoki and Taking Back Sunday. Just us two. I can't stop laughing. Why do you keep doing this to me, man? Just, uh, hey, anybody who had Taking Back Sunday collaborating with Steve Aoki on your bingo card, you've just won forever. Like, I Do you know how long it took me to sort this song on our playlist? <laughs> Like, on paper, you'd think it would be next to the Snails and Escape the Fate song, but that's an EDM song featuring a band. This is a Taking Back Sunday song that sounds more like it was produced. I don't, like... It's bad, John. It's just really bad. Is this not 30 Seconds to Mars? It's just bad, is what it is. 
dude yeah my wife pointed out that it sounds like 30 seconds to mars and i can't fucking unhear it man it's <laughs> it's not a good song it is not good at all oh uh, my you God. were on one this week i was on one how am i not gonna add this how are we not gonna talk about this this happened right. it exists right. it's now in the ethos man steve aoki taking back sunday i'm i'm like <laughs> mad about i'm like angry about it man like we covered that Bad Life song by Bring Me the Horizon and that pop girl. That's like, this is on that again, level. Again, who thought this was a good idea? Who got it? Who, like, what suit in a boardroom was like, these are two fairly popular artists with the 30 year olds nowadays. Let's put them together. Like, what? I just bought the, the vinyl of the anniversary edition of Tell All Your Friends, and I had to quickly listen to that to wash this out of my ears immediately. <laughs> Oh boy, swing it! You have miss. that vinyl too, as well, right? I did purchase it. It doesn't. It doesn't exist in my home yet, but oh, okay. I did purchase um, it. So I'm gonna spoil one little thing in the liner notes. There's a little like, or not in the notes, but in the the gatefold. There's like a little thing that they wrote, and one of the lines in it says like, "We went on to write better songs." <laughs> my wife was like, did <laughs> "Are that? you sure?" Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to this new one from Metric. What feels like eternity. Did your brother-in-law make sure you listened to this one as well? <laughs> I did actually <laughs> add it after he sent it to the playlist. Uh, uh, we have a group chat. So he sent it to the group chat and I was like, oh shit, didn't add it. That's why I added it late. I think this was the last song that I actually added. Man, you were learning that they are incredibly consistent and always deliver. Because yep. yep. this is exactly like the, the other single. Just hits on it all the right notes for me um i fucking love it man they're great really looking forward to that album oh yeah for sure okay man let's move on to this new one from jack white if i die tomorrow this is the first single off of his second album of his that we're going to get this year i think that one's called entering heaven alive if i'm not mistaken this is a little bit slower than we heard on the last album but i think it's okay what did you think it's fine I knew it's, it's not it's the just, Jack White that just, you like. It's just fine. The guitar is great and honestly a really neat function to the track if you listen closely, but it's just fine. Fair. <laughs> I'm not going to fight you on this one, man. I, I think it's okay. I like Jack White and that's why I like the song, but I don't think there's anything incredible about it. Yep. All right, man. Let's move on to this one you threw on here from Jimmy Eat World, Something Loud. I have not heard them in a while uh didn't know they were still active to be honest but this is a good song what did you think uh i'm a huge jimmy world fan um this song is fucking great it is uh i i was a huge jimmy world fan i guess i just kind of fell off after a while but glad to see they're still killing it man they just did um a couple of albums um i think they did live streams during the pandemic and they did, um, I don't know if they released them on streaming. Maybe they didn't. I thought they did. Yeah, so they did three albums. They played Surviving. They played Clarity and I think Bleed American. No, Futures. Um, they played all three of those albums front to back live. Um, and it's they're all pretty good, man. Yeah, I've seen them live. They're a really good band. I've seen them twice. Yes, so you know. Yes. They are fucking great live. They are very good. They command the crowd. They really do, man, in a way that not a lot of bands can. It's always fun to watch. Right, for sure. 
All right, let's move on to this one you threw on here from Tiny Moving Parts called Day Drunk. Uh, this song's a lot of fun. You and I spent a few summers being day drunk <laughs> through the week, so brought back some fun memories. No. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, we commanded that pool. Uh, we, we did. Yeah, this is fucking incredible, dude. I think I saw someone post their music on Reddit somewhere and just fucking loved it. I had to add it. I'm glad you like it. Um, this is, um, yeah, I just really liked it. I did as well, man. Thanks for throwing it on. Definitely throw more on next time you see something of theirs pop up. Yes, sir. All right. Next up, we got one from a group called Every So Often, Too Late, Too Soon. Is this the first time we've reviewed a band's first song? I think so. Very cool. I like that. Uh, I think so. This is this is a good track, man. It feels like the stuff I used to listen to in high school. I like That's exactly it. why I added it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, it feels like Brandon with like the, the same qualities about this that I do. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm glad you liked it. I like it. Shout out to every so often. Keep releasing music, guys. Yes, please. All right. Let's move on to this new one from the Devil Wars product called Salt. Uh, these last four songs in a row by the way have made me feel like i'm fucking 18 years old again right so thank you machine gun kelly for bringing back my childhood <laughs> to me uh <laughs> in all seriousness no though uh i'm very excited for their new album it's called color delay color decay i'm sorry and it's scheduled to be released on september 16th yes so sir. that one should be fun it's my birthday oh shit it is yep <laughs> That's going to be fun. So we have a release date on your birthday. Let's see what else is dropping that day. Some As stuff. of now, Death Cab, Devil Wars Prada, the newly announced Klangstoff album, Godspeed Ooh. to the Freaks, and Muramasa. So that'll be a fun one. Yeah, I think so too, man. All right, let's move on. We got a new one from Parkway Drive that you threw on here called Glitch. Talk to me about this one. <sighs> I'm a big Parkway Drive fan. Uh, they have released two albums that I consider staples in the metalcore uh, arena. Uh, they released in 2009, they released their album, um, uh, was it Horizons? Is that it? Hold on, let me find it. Uh, yeah, in 2009, they released Horizons. And then in 2012, they released Atlas. And these are just amazing, amazing albums that are just pure metalcore, man. This song doesn't do it. They're going the way of Bring Me the Horizon, where they're going to soften up a little bit. They're going to sound just a little bit more like Papa Roach. And then we'll eventually just get a full-on butt rock album from them. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you said it. You you said it. And... <laughs> Uh, my my personal favorite album of theirs is Killing with a Smile. I don't great album. I don't think they're ever going to top the breakdown on Romance is Dead. I it don't know, man. The breakdown on Boneyards is pretty good. You're right. You're right. It is. I was they're lucky enough incredible. to see them live. I think it was 2015 or 2016. One of those, and oh my goodness, they just fucking tore that place up. I saw them. Op uh, we came as Romans open for them. It was a great show. Oh, it sounds like a fucking fun one, man. Yeah, it was um, nostalgic as hell. You convinced me. They're both the best breakdown. They're, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to this new one from Lamb of God called Nevermore. Is it weird that I always crave Mediterranean food while listening to Lamb of God? 
<laughs> is Red Deck playing? Babe, I gotta go get a Euro. <laughs> That's amazing. No, I love that. Not weird at all. Super here for it. Good. I knew you would be. Uh, I enjoyed this track. They kill it as always. What did you think? Brandy Blythe is a fucking maniac, man. This, these vocals are great. Um, and he just, they just, they, this band just always delivers. I um, was lucky enough to see them in 2019 at a festival and they just fucking tore it down, man. Uh, we brought a friend to this uh, metal festival who's not a big fan of metal um, and just, you know, wanted to hang out with his boys. And he looked at me during um, during Laid to Rest and he goes, how have you not told me about this band? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, we completely changed his mind on metal. So shout out to Chris. Appreciate that's you. Also- that's one of those how did you not know moments. Right. Like I was I was like, bro, this is a classic, homie. Like I'm glad oh, glad you're here, man. You know? I love moments like that. All right, let's move on to this new single from <laughs> Vomit Forth, Predatory Savior. I'm I'm sure you have thoughts on this and words, Brandon, to say. Please I, tell me that. I do. I think this is a terrible band name. It just, it just, come on, guys. I think the song is actually pretty good, man. When you get to that, when you get to that, when you get to like the middle of the song where it like builds up, builds up, builds up and then breaks, but then like doesn't quite get into a breakdown. It just kind of like plateaus and then continues to get heavier. I really liked it, man. I, I, unfortunately, I'm going to follow Vomit Forth. Of course you are, man. I I don't know what to tell you, Brandon. This is it's a metal song with a bunch of blast beats and the word vomit in their name. So yeah, I like it, but it's also kind of a lot. Like oh, man. I don't know if I'll be returning to it, but it, it's not bad for the type of metal that it is. I'll give you that. Okay. Fair. Thank you. All right, let's move on to this EP from Baptized in Sin, Fall to Pieces. You threw this one on there just the other day. What are your thoughts on it so far? Well, uh, I really like it, man. Um, so they're, I think they've changed vocalists since their last EP, and uh, I, I really like this new vocalist. Um, I think that Eternal Woods has this, like, just fan they've got this dead kennedys kind of vibe to them the fucking old mcmurphy song is just i feel like i want to just go drink you know like the baseline on bummer is just absolutely insane um i am uh i'm a fan of this man i uh, i'm actually very curious to hear what you thought about it um but i do have to plug uh this is my brother-in-law's band um, he's the bassist and, uh, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I, I just, I can't get enough of it, man. Shouts out Logan. He will be joining us next week, correct? To break down the new Coheed album. Is that already next week? Oh, I thought that's what you said. No, Whenever the Coheed uh, album the drops. The Coheed album drops on the 24th and he'll be joining us on the, 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 the 29th. Yeah. That. Okay. So a few weeks out, but he will be one of our first guests. That's going to be a lot of fun. Stay tuned for that. In terms of my thoughts, I thought that this EP was a lot of fun to listen to, man. It's thrash punk with a little bit of hardcore and metal thrown in there. 
it's kind of like the casualties meets dropkick murphy's but with more guitar solos i I don't really know how to describe it man but it's really i love that i love Uh, that yeah man some of the riffs on eternal woods is just are so awesome i i particularly like eternal woods and bummer those are those are my standouts from this ep and i think that those are going to just destroy live and then i think uh i think uh i think yeah man i really enjoyed listening to this i actually even though those are my two standouts i kept going back to old mcmurphy because it's just such a fun song to listen to it's just it's it's got this kind of like story element to it that's just yeah so much fun it's got that that barroom hero type of there energy it is to it. you yep, articulated which... it better than i could <laughs> thank you all right man let's move on if we can to this i know this we, we try to sort this by genre to avoid jarring changes, but we are going to go from Baptized in Sin to Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> so let's do this. Um, <laughs> she released an EP perfectly timed, might I add. Kelly Oki, an, a cover, an EP of covers. You wanted to talk about covers, Brandon. Let's talk about some covers. I was so surprised when I saw that you threw an entire EP of covers on here because you don't like covers. Uh, contrary to popular belief, I do not hate all covers. I just hate uninspired ones for Minion soundtracks. <laughs> this, this is a beautiful collection of songs that she not only honors, but makes her own. And she had the fucking lady balls to cover the weekend and Radiohead, And she killed it, man. The, the addition of the guitars on Call Out My Name are incredible incredible there's there's something on this ep for everyone and i'm not done like not even close to done listening to it are you enjoying this did you enjoy it i know it shocked you but i'm dying to hear your thoughts i also thought that she had a lot of lady balls to cover the weekend on this album yeah Uh, call out my name that's it's it's insane the blue bayou cover is very good i also thought um and all of them are good i I really like kelly clarkson's version of billy's song more than i like billy eilish's version yeah uh kelly is an insanely good singer like it's fucking ridiculous um people just forget the vocal prowess she has i forget i think it's jimmy fallon he has a segment where it's like pop stars doing like karaoke or whatever and he had ariana and kelly clarkson on one episode and they were going back and forth doing different songs and ariana who has like one of the greatest ranges in modern singing literally was like bowing on her knees to kelly clarkson at moments because it's like (laughs) the power in that girl's voice is just it's a natural gift and you can't teach what she does for sure man uh it it might be blasphemous but i don't know man that is is it better than the weekends <laughs> i don't know i i think i like the instrumental to this version better um she did what sade does on ordinary love live and just adds that guitar and like kind of riffs on the melody a little bit on the bridge it's it's a fucking beautiful cover yeah happier than ever I found this because of the fake plastic trees cover. It was like making um, waves that she had covered Radiohead. When I saw she released a whole EP and like played the first three songs, I was like, this is the perfect starting point for Brandon and I's conversation about (laughs) covers and music. Uh, Honestly, it was pretty daring of her to cover Whitney Houston too. Yeah. Oh, insanely daring, man. This was, this was, it took a lot of balls to do this EP and 
she fucking knocked it out of the park, man. This is great. Yeah, she really showed some ranges on uh, Queen of the Night. Yeah, hopefully some of these artists will bring her out live to do some of these because that would be really, really cool. Ooh, harmonies with The Weeknd and Kelly Clarkson. I'm here for that. I just that. think she's earned that that next... She needs to get her flowers a bit, you know? People didn't respect the American Idol route as much as they should. And, like, I get she's she's getting since you've been gone money still. But <laughs> I feel like she was still kind of underappreciated. She went up against Justin Guarini. She didn't have, like, a rock to her Austin to fight against necessarily. She just had an easy path to the top. And I, I feel like a lot of people discredited her because of that. Yeah, maybe. Um, I uh, I wouldn't mind giving. I wouldn't mind if Kelly Clarkson got some more flowers. I agree, man. All right, let's move on to this last EP. We got Between Friends with their Cutie EP. So my wife showed me this group recently, and their track Orange Juice has been in our household rotation for the past few weeks. Nice. They remind me of a slightly more bedroom pop version of Emotional Oranges. It's very vibe-based, and if you've heard one song on this EP, you've pretty much heard all of them, but I enjoy the sound they make, so I've been digging this. I haven't really dug into the rest of their discography yet, but I threw it on my listen to next. We'll see where they go from here. Did you like anything on this? Uh, yeah, man. I thought uh, Laurel was smooth as hell. Yeah, it's a good song. Um, a good song. I, I really did enjoy this. Um, it's not my typical cup of tea, um, but uh, I thought it was enjoyable to listen to, and it's really chill. I like that you said it's vibe-based because I, I couldn't quite articulate what I was trying to say. It was really great for a Sunday morning. You mean it's not your cup of orange juice, Brandon? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. Dad joke's behind us now. Okay. <laughs> First album up we got this week is Big Gigantic's new album, Brighter Future 2. I know we say this phrase a lot, but there really is a lot to like about this album. Man. Right. <laughs> like a fucking a great Code of the Friend feature, a great collab with Vic Mensa and Mick Jenkins, a great Elohim collaboration, perfect feel-good jam with Paid, and maybe the best album outro we've heard this year. Uh, this is this is a great summer album and a throwback to simpler times. I give it a seven out of ten. Paid is my standout. I think. What did you think? Uh, I think you kind of hit the hit, hit the nail on the head, man. I don't think this is anything revolutionary, but it was really fun to hear Big Gigantic again. Um, I like the I like the collab with Grizz. Um, I think I think there's a there's a legend out there. There might be a myth um, that uh, Big Gigantic, Grizz, and Grammatic, when they're all at the same festival, they may or may not all join together on stage to to create Big Grizzmatic, um, <laughs> which is super corny, but I'm sure it's fantastic. Um, I was really excited to hear Code of the Friend on here because I was actually listening without looking at song titles. I just kind of threw it on and then I went to go do my thing and then I heard Coda's voice and I was like, wait a second, is that Code of the Friend? Um, and then, uh, yeah, man, I really like the Mick Jensen, the Mick Jenkins verse. Um, Elohim's Same. voice sounds fucking awesome. Um, she sounds great and you can tell on this track she's not just doing a vocal feature. She's also adding to the production, which I really like that you could tell. Um, and then, yeah, man, Love Unlimited with that jazzy-ass outro, dude. I loved that. Loved that. Incredible. Perfect outro. Like, just leaves you feeling good, man. That's how an album should leave you feeling. 
With all of that being said, Renegade is my favorite track on this album. Hey, fair. I think I don't. I don't think you could have a bad pick for favorite track on this album. If I'm being honest. No, it just you, spoke man. to me. Just spoke to me. I, I also gave it a seven. It was really enjoyable to listen to. Fucking good, man. Glad we're on the same page. All right, let's move on to this one from Chase and Status. What came before? How are you feeling about this? All right, so a lot of jungle and kind of UK garage music kind of bugs me. But Chase and Status have, has always had a sound that really gets through to me. This isn't drum and bass? It's, it's, it's drum and bass, jungle, UK garage. It's kind of all three of those kind of mixed together okay. from my understanding. Okay. Um, I think um, I, I, somebody tell me the difference between jungle and drum and bass, but it feels more like jungle. Um, gotcha. Uh, all right, so this album, and specifically the three-song run from Sensor through Over um, through Over and Done, uh, is just fucking beautiful, man. <laughs> just really chill and well-produced. This is an extremely interesting album. They go through a number of kind of genre switches, and I think they pick their features very well. This album is engaging. Like, you can't help but, like, stop what you're doing while you're listening to it. Um, there's like a ton of great moments and I will for sure be visiting this album throughout the year. Uh, I'd love to see them get on the Coachella lineup for 2023. I think that'd be a fun late night Mojave tent set. I gave it an eight. It might even grow to a nine by the end of the year. I fucking loved this. Um, my standout is actually, um, it's either hold your ground with Ethan Holt, uh, or, um, no, I'm just going to go ahead emotions? That, that that's my standout. Okay, I was gonna say, dude, mixed emotions has got to be the standout. Like, it's it's a perfect song. Um, all right, first thing I want to mention is just how great the album artwork for this release is. Oh, it's I've awesome! Always been a big fan of crowd shots like this. I don't know why, I just am. And I've heard Chase and Status a few times, but I don't think I've ever heard a full album of theirs until now. And whatever this is, jungle drum and bass, uh, UK garage. These are the subgenres of EDM I probably know the least about. And the intro to this album felt like a crash course for me, honestly. Like you get a little taste of everything the album is going to give you without diving too far into any of it. And it's a good intro and it starts things off on the right note. Despite that strong start though, I found my interest in this album coming and going for my personal taste. I'm not a big fan of dance hall or reggae, so Sensor, Head Top, and Blazer didn't really do much for me, but the high points of the album are incredible. I feel like Mixed Emotions, Back to Back with Over and Done is the heart of the album. Both of those songs are great, but I kind of start to lose interest again with tracks like Run Up and When It Rains. I like UK rap. We've covered quite a bit of it, but these tracks just personally didn't do it for me for some reason right. at least so far uh i think the album closes on a really strong note with consciousness and forgive dark both are really well produced and feel nuanced in a way i wasn't expecting i wouldn't say this album made me a big fan of theirs but it definitely showed me what they're capable of when firing on all cylinders uh obviously my standout was mixed emotions i gave this one a six out of ten personally all right fair I hope I articulated well enough. Why. No, you did. You totally did. And I think it's funny that albums like this can really show the disparity between our tastes. Um, because uh, although you can, although you can understand like how good it is, there are moments that you didn't like, and that's totally fine, man. 
Yeah, yeah, I think that's it. Um, I threw mixed emotions on like my my mix of the year for sure. So, nice. um, and I will definitely like you be revisiting this album. It's not out of my rotation yet. I still listen to that Tim Laker man. I still listen to the Atlas one. I listened to all the <laughs> ones that I didn't love initially. We'll be talking about those later in the year, I'm sure. For show. All right, man. Let's move on to this new one from Joyce Manor, 40 Ounces to Fresno. We've both been waiting for this one for quite a while. So did it live up? Please tell me. This is a whole ass album in 17 minutes. Yeah, it really is. Uh, And they managed to pack a (laughs) bunch of content in that small amount of time. I really loved this. There's lots of energy and emotion. Um, It feels really raw, and it actually feels like the mix is different on the album than it was on the singles. Maybe I just didn't get it. I've got major Weezer vibes on You're Not Famous Anymore. Don't Try as a fucking standout, man. Really armor for sleep on that verse and then saves the day on the chorus. I don't know if that makes any sense, but that, that that's it just kind of took me back to these like classic bands. Um, I'm really digging all of the influences I can hear throughout the album. Just the fact that this is making me nostalgic for being 16 and running around the mall on the weekend is enough for me to say that this band is fucking incredible. Um, we've gotten so much good pop punk and emo this year that the album of the year show is going to be really fun to decide which ones I like better. Yeah. Um, I really liked this album at 17 minutes. I gave it a nine. My standout is the three song run from, uh, don't try to dance with me. Fair man. Fair. Yeah. The, the album of the year in rock is just going to be a ridiculous conversation. (laughs) Um, Look, man, this album's really good. I've listened to it every day since it came out, and I'm not even close to burnt out on it yet. It's lighthearted, melodic pop punk with some fun riffs and catchy lyrics. It's a fun album to throw on any time of the day, and it doesn't really drag you down. After revisiting the rest of their discography, I don't think it's my favorite album of theirs. If you remember, this is the first full album of theirs I've heard. So I went back and compared it to the others i think my favorites never hung over again i mean that's the album yeah it i think it has or to s be. or st both of yeah good. yeah no both were great um i think never hung over again is my personal favorite but this this album is going to fit nicely into their discography a favorite's kind of hard to pick it's it's either going to be souvenir <laughs> or did you ever know for me and i literally going, picked three standouts bro so yeah <laughs> Yeah, um, it, I mean, it's just like one experience, really. I'm kind of between a seven and an eight on this one, but I'm really enjoying it. Fair. Super duper fair. All right, let's move on to the last album we have to talk about this week. New one from Motionless and White, Scoring the End of the World. So I threw this album on here for a few reasons. First, we've never talked about Motionless and White, and I love talking to you about bands we've never talked about before. Second, I liked one song of theirs like 10 years ago and haven't listened to them since. So I was a little curious what they sound like now. And I saw they had a new album coming out and figured it would be the perfect time to find out. So that is why I threw this on. With that out of the way, what are your thoughts on the album itself? All right. Um, Honestly, thank you. Um, we've never You're talked welcome. about Motionless and White, and I don't know why we've never even like mentioned their name together, which is weird because we've talked about like really weird music before. Um, look, shout out Houston Calls. Shout out to Houston Calls. Um, look, man, I 
never got into this band. I think, like you said, I liked a song back in the day, but like I never felt the need to move forward with listening to them like as a habit. I, I, I just never really dived into their music um, past a few of their more popular songs. So this is my first full length album to listen, uh, album listen of their music. And I have to say, I'm not sure what I was expecting, but this exceeded whatever I wasn't sure of. <laughs> okay. It is catchy. There are uh, some fun riffs. There's some great cleans. There's some blicks thrown in and a <laughs> few fucking awesome breakdowns, man. There's little substance. There's not much substance. There's only a little, but that doesn't really matter here, to be honest, right? Um, I always thought their outfits were kind of a little cringy, but then again, I've listened to Slipknot for fucking decades, so I don't have really any room to talk about cringy outfits. Um, I enjoyed this and I actually listened to this a lot more than I thought I was going to this week. <laughs> I kept coming back, man. I, I unironically like this album. The synths are fucking awesome. <laughs> and they add a layer to metalcore that I've always enjoyed since I first heard bleeding through do it. Please. <laughs> the, there's, there's a line in the song that I just have to say, please keep your hopes and dreams inside the vehicle at all times. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, man. I gave this album, I can't believe I'm about to say this, a 7 out of 10. My standout was Werewolf. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Uh, okay. So, this is why we do this. Um, do you remember the one song of theirs you liked by any chance? Nope. Okay, so the one song of theirs I liked was called America, and <laughs> I listened to it again, and I was like, yeah, it's still decent, but um, this is nothing like that at all. He's a much better singer than I remember. Um, so what I found out is that this band is kind of fucking weird, man. Um <laughs> <laughs> they do some cool shit and they do some weird shit. The first track was pretty much what I was expecting. It sounded a little too close to Parasite Eve for me, but it wasn't a bad song. Second track was weird, especially with like the new metal rap part was worked in. <laughs> that was a skip for me. Werewolf was the first like real surprise of the album for me, much more it's pop so than good. that. It is. It's, it's like so good. It's like Kavinsky meets 2009 Enter Shikari. I, I think his voice is great on that song. I listened to it like five times today. I'm not even going to lie. Um, Porcelain felt a little bit generic right after it. I didn't enjoy his voice as much on that one. I was hoping a song named Slaughterhouse would be heavy as fuck, and it was, so kudos to them for that. Uh, we go into Masterpiece from there, which sounds like they had some drinks one night and listened to a little bit too much red jumpsuit apparatus. <laughs> uh, fun fact, any amount of red jumpsuit apparatus is too much red jumpsuit apparatus. Damn um, regrets. <laughs> I want to say that this album is inconsistently paced, but it might just be too metalcore for me. Um... <laughs> They, they spice things up with some some like nice theatrical elements that add a little more of a gothic feel. And that works for me at times, but they don't get very inventive with that layer of their music. I think if this album came out 15 years ago, I would have loved it. This would have been back to back with like Alisana for me. But 
much like we've outgrown that bass heavy music and EDM that we used to love, I think I've just kind of outgrown the industrial metalcore sound and rock. Uh, my standout is Werewolf. I usually gravitate towards the heavier sides of albums like this, but like I said earlier, I thought his, his voice was really good. And that one genuinely surprised me. I, I will say it surpassed my expectations as well, but I ended up giving this one a 5 out of 10. To be fair, I, I think That's I enjoyed super it fair, more man. than that. It might be a 6, but points don't matter. 5 was, was <laughs> what my heart said. That's what I put on. Remember, if we review your music, none of this really matters. Um, yeah, man, this 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 album was unironically like good. Um, <laughs> so I was laughing, man, because I don't know why. I've always just kind of like everybody's like talked about motionless and what, and I've been like, meh, <laughs> meh. But like, I'm glad you finally made me listen to a whole project of theirs because I actually really enjoyed it. Me and my wife listened to it together, and we were like, oh. Oh, this is not that good. bad. Yeah, this is pretty <laughs> good, man. Oh, man. I love confronting ignorance like that. It's always fun. I, I enjoyed my time with it much more than I was expecting. And I'll, I'll probably listen to it a few more times if I'm being honest. Again, like I had no clue what I was expecting. And it wasn't this. So <laughs> fair, man. Well, should we talk about what we're going to be talking about next week? Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Okay, so we're going to get new singles from Dead Mouse. He's going to be releasing one called XYZ, and that's going to be the first single off the new Mousetrap We Are Friends volume due out later this year. Uh, we're getting a couple new tracks from Royksop, a new one from Klangstoff from their new album, some new Senses Fail, Biba Doobie, and we're going to be getting new albums from Drugs, Foles, Joey Badass, and Logic. Should be a lot of fun. Yeah, man, this is going to be a great week. I agree, man. Um, really looking forward to it. Thank you all for joining us. Please like, follow, subscribe wherever you're listening. Brandon, anything you want to touch on before we get out of here? Just want to thank everybody, every all six of you, for listening to our music or our podcast. We really appreciate it. <laughs> Peace. All right, see you guys next week. Peace.